Have you been feeling weary of all the news and politics and everything that's going on around you? I've got some great news for you today. It's not about where we're at. It's about where we're going. Check out today's podcast. Welcome to the Faith Talk podcast. We're excited you are listening today. Prepare to be challenged and inspired through today's episode. We pray that every fear is dispelled and your faith is increased as you hear the word of God. Now, let's listen in with our host, Caleb Schaefer. God bless you, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in today to the podcast. I'm excited about today's podcast because we're discussing a topic that I believe is so relevant to the days in which we are living. So many people are weary. So many people are worn out with the news cycle, with the politics, with the government's decisions, with the coronavirus pandemic, with everything that is taking place around us. We are are weary, and I believe that Christians, I believe that people who love the Lord and who are, are looking for the return of Jesus, I believe that Christians are, are groaning on the inside. We are ready. We're looking forward to the day when we're not here any longer on this earth and, and we're with God forever because that's the Bible tells us that's where we're headed. This is not our final stopping place. This is not our final resting place. We have a home that is better than anything we could have ever imagined here on the earth. So we're looking forward to that. It's almost like, as I've talked to people, we are homesick for a place that we've not been yet. We're homesick for a place that we've only heard about and that we've only uh, heard songs about and we've only heard preachers preach about and we've only read about, but it is real. It is so real. And uh, we're looking forward to going to that place. I want to read to you from the book of Hebrews chapter 11. A lot of the, the, the time we read from Hebrews chapter 11, we focus on it's, it's basically the hall of faith uh, for the believers. It's all the great men and women who served the Lord and who were uh, who had great faith and, and did great things for the Lord. But Hebrews chapter 11 talks about what these men and women believed. Starting in verse 13, it says, These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them from afar, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Those who say such things declare plainly that they are looking for a homeland. And certainly, if they had been thinking of the country out of which they came, they might have had the opportunity to return. But they desired a better country, that is, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. This is the hope of our faith. This is the hope of everything that we believe in, the culmination of it all, that Jesus came to die on a cross from the very beginning, from the very beginning, from the book of Genesis, where man sinned and man fell, and then you go down through the great men and women who had faith, Noah and Abraham and all these, Moses, all these great men and women of faith 
who believed in God and then Jesus comes to die on the cross and is resurrected and he's with his disciples and he does all these miracles and and great exploits during his life and then he ascends into heaven with the Father with the promise to send the Holy Ghost and then uh, we have the whole New Testament of the great things that, that the Holy Spirit helped men and women do And then we have John in the book of Revelation telling us about the last days. The culmination of it all is that we get to go to heaven. The end of it all, that is the end goal of the whole gospel message, is to get God's children to heaven with him, where we'll be safe forever, where we'll be protected forever, where we'll rest in love and joy and peace forever. Now, I believe we'll be doing things. I don't believe we're going to be floating around on harps, on clouds playing harps through all of eternity. I don't believe that at all, but I do believe that it will be a place where we are resting in our spirits because there is nothing coming against us. There's no attack against us. Here on the earth, there's constant attack. Here on the earth, there's constant turmoil, there's constant fighting, there's uh, there's sickness, there's pain, there's sleepless nights, there's worry, there's all sorts of things here on the earth. But when we get to heaven, those things will all be no more. We are going to heaven if we believe on Jesus Christ. Now, this passage of scripture says, They all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them from afar, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. They were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. They realized and they recognized that they did not belong here. They said, we don't belong here on this earth. We don't belong here on this earth. This is not our final home. We're strangers and pilgrims here. If it feels like you're out of place here on the earth, if it feels like you just don't belong, that's a good thing because you are a stranger and a pilgrim here in the earth. You're not uh, you're not a, a naturalized citizen. It doesn't matter that you were born here. You are not a naturalized citizen of the earth because you have a heavenly home God is calling you to. You have a heavenly home that your spirit recognizes. Your spirit stirs within you when you think about it. You have a heavenly home that you are going to. And when you go to that heavenly home, when you go to that place, you will you will be in full faith, full peace, full joy all the time. But here on the earth is the struggle. So you realize that you are a stranger and you're a pilgrim here. That's the first thing that that the Bible says that all these great men and women of faith did. They realized they didn't belong here. We don't belong here. Those who say such things declare plainly that they are looking for a homeland, and certainly if they had been thinking of the country out of which they came, they might have had the opportunity to return. This says, listen, They were thinking of a homeland. They were thinking of a place to call their home. They were thinking of a place where they could go and they could make 
residence, that they could dwell there permanently, that they could live there permanently, that they wouldn't have to continue to move, they wouldn't have to continue to wander. It feels like you're wandering here in the earth sometimes. It feels like you're just you're just going around aimlessly, that you're spinning your wheels, that you never really get anywhere. But heaven is our home. We're looking for a homeland. It's This says right here, if they were thinking about the homeland where they came from, if they were thinking about the place where they came from, they would. They could have just gone back there. They could have just gone back to their homeland. They could have just gone back to the place where they came, and they would have been just fine. They wouldn't have had to. Uh, wouldn't have had to keep wandering. But it says that they weren't looking for their their homeland where they came from. They were looking for a permanent place to stay. They understood that even the place where they came from, even the town where you come from, even the city where you come from, wherever it is that you grew up, even that place does not feel like home. Even that place does not feel like you belong there permanently. It feels like we're constantly headed for somewhere different. And that is our spirit pushing us towards heaven that's our spirit driving us towards heaven it's so true it says but they desired a better country a heavenly one therefore god is not ashamed to be called their god for he has prepared a city for them they desired a better country they desired a heavenly one they desired a perfect place to live and the bible tells us because of that god is not ashamed of them he's glad to be called their god because he's prepared a city for them. What was one of the things that Jesus said? One of the last things that Jesus said to his disciples. He said, I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, you may be also. In my father's house, there are many mansions. He said, I'm going to get something ready for you. I'm going to get a home place ready for you. I'm going to prepare a house for you. I'm going to prepare a place for you to dwell, a place for you to live where you will be constantly surrounded by my presence, by my glory. He was saying, I prepare a place for you. I'm preparing a place for you. You are you are going to a place where you are fully loved, where you are fully accepted, where nothing ever goes wrong, where you can dwell in the light of glory forever and ever. What a thought. What a thought. What a place. Even to just think about it is a respite from the world's craziness that's going on around us right now. Even just to think about it, even just to to think on heavenly things, to think about that home is a break. It's a peace from what we are dealing with in the world right now. You see so much hurt, so much pain, so much tragedy and loss and, and people trying to control people, people, the governments of the world trying to control the people, the, the, the sin and just the wickedness that runs rampant here in the earth. To just think about heaven and just think about the peace that will be there. Just think about the joy that will be there. Just think about the loved ones that have gone on before that are waiting there. To think about all of that and to think about finally feeling safe and finally feeling at home. Finally feeling no more 
turmoil, finally being away from all the sickness and not not having to go to the doctor for checkups and not having to worry about your health, not having to worry about all of those things. Finally, finally, not having to deal with sin or temptation in your life anymore. Those things that have pulled at you for years and years. Finally, not having to go through all the things that we go through here on this earth. Not having to go through the loss or the tragedy. Finally, making it home to a place where Jesus has prepared for us. You know if Jesus is preparing it. You know if God is preparing the city that it is going to be absolutely perfect. It is going to be beautiful. It is going to be exquisite. It is going to be just the most amazing thing you could ever see, the most amazing thing you could ever imagine. And I just know that when we get there, we are going to feel such relief. We're going to feel such, uh, such just a weight lifted off of us. The weight of the world is so heavy. But when we get there and we realize that we are finally home, we're finally in the place that Jesus has prepared for us and all the things that took place coming uh, through the years and through the ages, all the things that took place in Scripture, all the things that have taken place in your life have led to that point. They're going to lead to that point where you're in heaven and you've, you've made it home. And that's your permanent residence, your permanent home, that nothing, the devil can't torment you any longer. The devil can't attack your family any longer. The devil can't attack your health or your mind. The devil can't tempt you. All of those things, when you realize that you made it, that you've made it home, my goodness, what a peace and what a joy. What an excitement rises up in my heart when I think about it just being home. Yeah, we all have homes that we live in right now. We all have things, the places that we live and, and things that we enjoy doing. And we all have things that, that we like about our homes. We, we like the area we live in, or we like the layout. We like the people we live with. We like, uh, we like the the landscape we like fixtures that we have or furniture that we have or appliances whatever we like things about where we live but when we finally get home that home that Jesus has made for us I promise it wherever you're at and whatever you're doing right now wherever you live is going to pale in comparison I've been to some beautiful places here on this earth I've seen some beautiful things. I've seen the blue waters in the Pacific Ocean. I've seen the the volcanoes. I've seen the flowers bloom. I've seen giant forests and, and giant caverns. And I've seen waterfalls. And I've seen beautiful things here on the earth. Beautiful animals and, and beautiful experiences that I've had. But I truly believe truly with all of my heart that when we get to heaven everything we've seen here and everything that we've done here will come will not even compare to our heavenly home because God is preparing it for us even now as you're listening to this podcast even now God is preparing for you a place what an amazing thought what an amazing thought he has that place 
tailored to you, prepared for you, because he loves you so much. He does. He truly does. He truly loves you beyond anything you can imagine, beyond any comparison. He loves you so very much. And today, I want to tell you that God he wants to have a relationship with you because he wants you to be there with him. He truly does. He doesn't want to go for eternity without you. And the Bible tells us that there is a place called heaven. And that is what I've been talking about this whole podcast, this whole episode. There is a place called heaven, but there's a very real place called hell. And it is just the opposite of heaven. The presence of God is not found there. All that's there is torment. If you can imagine the worst torment and the worst worry and the worst fear you've ever been in here in this life, times when you were just, you thought you were going to lose your mind, times when sickness came upon you, or times when sin was just knocking at your door and the devil tempted you and, and you hated it, times when you just felt so heavy like you couldn't even lift up your head. Think about those times here in this life and multiply that by infinity. That's what hell's going to be like. Eternal torment. The fires of hell are unquenchable. The Bible tells us that the worm won't die there. The worm is your memory. You'll remember all the times that you had an opportunity to receive the Lord and rejected him. The times when some preacher preached to you or you were flipping through the TV channels and somebody was preaching and you just flipped the channel. Times when you heard a worship uh, radio station come on the radio and you just changed the channel because you didn't want to hear it times when your friends prayed for you or or asked you to go to church times when your grandma or your your mother or your father asked you to go to church with them and you wouldn't go or times when they tried to talk to you about the Lord and you just wouldn't hear it I'm telling you it is it, the worm will not die. That memory will not die. You will remember all of those things and you will be filled with regret for eternity. Not to mention the demonic torment there, the demonic things that take place in hell, just absolutely uh, fierce torment 24-7. It is not somewhere you want to go. You want to go to heaven. You say, well, can I get to heaven by being a good person? Well, you you got to be a good person. Absolutely, you should be a good person, but that's not what gets, gets you to heaven. You should obey the word of God, but but even that's not what gets you to heaven, just obeying the Ten Commandments or, or not hurting anybody or not killing anybody. That's not what gets you to heaven. Even doing good things for people won't get you to heaven belonging to a church won't get you to heaven going to church uh helping at church functions you can bake for every church bake sale you can have a, a rummage sale you could be all sorts of things in your church you could have all sorts of titles and you could even be called a pastor or a, an apostle or a bishop or or some sort of a leader of a ministry and you could still not make it to heaven because the bible tells us that there is only one way to heaven jesus said i am the way the truth and the life and no man comes to the father except through 
through me. Jesus is the only way to heaven. It's not through Buddha. It's not through Allah, Muhammad. It's not through any sort of the, the Hindu beliefs or any sort of voodoo or, or deep tribal beliefs. It is only through Jesus Christ. You can't do anything else except for surrender your life to him to get to heaven. That is the only way you can get to heaven. The only way. So today, I want to ask you, are you prepared? Should Jesus come back today? Or should you lose your life? God forbid you're driving down the road and a car comes across the lane and, and slams into you. Or, or you have some sort of a medical issue, some sort of a, an unpredicted medical issue where your heart stops pumping. God forbid any of those things happen, but I've seen them happen to people. I've seen them happen to people who are young. I've seen them happen to people who are, are five years old. I've seen 25-year-olds have heart attacks and, and go on into eternity. I've seen people who have, have lived their entire life uh, and they've, they've ignored the Lord and they thought that maybe one day they would get it right while they were old and gray, but they didn't make it to that time. They didn't make it to that point. And sometimes you are not prepared. Death doesn't come and, and tell you to prepare yourself. Death comes unexpectedly. And so you've got to know at all times that you're right with the Lord. How do I get right with the Lord? Well, that's a very simple thing. You, you pray a simple prayer and you accept the Lord Jesus. You surrender your life to him. But then the journey starts. You see, it's not about a simple prayer. It's about a walk. It's about a lifestyle. It's about living for the Lord. And you've got to surrender your whole life to him. It doesn't mean that you'll be perfect. It doesn't mean that you won't stumble. It doesn't mean that you won't mess up. But what it does mean is that when you do, when you do mess up, you have someone who's on your side and your sin isn't separating you from God any longer. Your sin is covered by the blood of Jesus. And when you pray this prayer, which I'm going to pray the prayer in just a few minutes here, just a few minutes, when you pray this prayer and mean it with your heart, and believe it and have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ that he's going to save you. He promises us to do that. He said that if we would come to him, he would not turn us away. He will not cast us out. All we've got to do is come to him. You say, yeah, but I've been, I've been a pretty bad character. I've been a pretty rough customer. I've done all sorts of things. And I've, I've messed up my life really bad. You might be in prison. You might have committed some sort of a heinous crime. You might uh, have a past and a history where everybody in your life has left you and everybody in your life has forsaken you and forgotten about you. You might have uh, a past that makes you scared to show your face in public. You might have been exposed. Uh, your sins might have been exposed and put out there for all to see, but I can promise you this much that Jesus loves you. He cares about you so much, and he wants you to have a relationship with him. He didn't die on the cross for good people. He died on the cross for bad people. He died on the cross for sinners. He said, I didn't come to, to be with the healthy 
healthy people. I came to be with the sick people. Sinners are the ones that need help. He, he, he came to save sinners like you and like me. The Bible tells us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While you were still in your sin, before you were ever born, 2,000 years ago, Christ died for you. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So he wants a relationship with you, no matter how bad you think you've been, no matter how dirty you've lived, no matter what you've been wrapped up in, no matter how ostracized your sin has made you from society or how, how terrible you feel, he wants a relationship with you. His love for you is transcendent. It spans far beyond anything that you've ever done. And he wants a relationship with you. You specifically, you who feels like you're too dirty, you who feels like you're, you're too, uh, you're too filthy for God to love too, too bad for God to care about you. He wants a relationship with you. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, he's calling out to you today. I believe somebody's feeling a stirring in their spirit today. Maybe You've maybe you've had a relationship with the Lord and you've just kind of walked away from it or you haven't been as focused in it. You haven't uh, read your Bible in a while. You haven't prayed in a while. You haven't you haven't done the things that, you know, that God wants you to do. Maybe you're on that spectrum. But whatever it is, whether you've never had a relationship with God or whether you've had a relationship with God and it's just kind of stagnant or dry or maybe you've walked away entirely. I'm telling you today, God's calling to you, and he wants you to have a relationship with him. So I'm going to pray this prayer. It's a simple sinner's prayer. All you've got to do is pray it along with me, believe it in your heart, and we're going to ask God to do something great in your life. Just come to him and say, Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I confess that I'm a sinner, but I believe Jesus is your son that he died on the cross for my sins, and that he rose again. I believe that his blood has the power to cleanse me. So wash me clean. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer today, I sure would love to hear from you. I'd love to talk with you. I'd love to share with you a little bit more about Jesus. I'd love to uh, just encourage you and let you know some further steps that you can take in your journey with the Lord. This is a journey. It's not a one-time thing. It's not a one-time prayer. It is a walk that we need to walk. And in order to do that, you've got to do some things. You should begin to pray every single day. Talk to Jesus. Talk to God just like you're talking to your friend. Tell him what's on your heart. Ask him for certain things. Ask him for things that you need. Ask him for forgiveness every single day. Walk with the Lord. You should begin to read a Bible. If you say, well, I can't understand the Bible, there are plenty of translations out there that are very understandable and they will help you. Uh, help you to to know the Word of God. You can get audio Bibles if you're not a good reader. I'm telling you, the, the Word of God is out there, and you can get your hands on a copy that is right for you. 
get into the word of God, begin to pray, find a good church to attend. You need fellowship with your brothers and sisters in Christ. You need fellowship with other believers. Find a Bible-based church. That's why it's also important to read your Bible so that you know what the Bible says. And if somebody is preaching or saying something against the word of God, then you don't stay there. You get away from it. But I'm telling you, you need a, you need a good faith, faith-based support system Find some people to surround you who will support you in your faith, who will support you in your walk. It is so important. It is so important. Beyond that, there are some steps that you can take, including baptism by water. Uh, you can you can take communion. So there are all sorts of things. But I want to encourage you today, if you prayed that prayer, get a hold of me so I can talk to you about these things. And I will be happy to share with you exactly what you can do to walk with the Lord even further. I thank you so much for tuning in today. I thank you for uh, for listening. I'm, I'm so excited about heaven, and I, I hope that this has gotten you stirred up too because I believe we're going there very soon, and I believe that we're going to see everything that we've been believing for one of these days very soon. So God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. I will talk to you real soon here again on the Faith Talk podcast. I love you. Have a great day in the Lord. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Faith Talk podcast. If you would like to connect with the host, you can do so on Facebook at Caleb Schaefer Ministry, on Instagram at Caleb underscore Schaefer, or by visiting www.calebschaefer.com. Be sure to check out Caleb's worship albums on iTunes, Amazon Music and wherever digital music is sold or streamed. If you've been encouraged today, please share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. May God bless you and remember to tune in next week for another episode of the Faith Talk Podcast.